All right, friends, I am so excited to introduce you to author, the founder of Love Your Brand, and she is also the host of For the Better, my new friend, Lily. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Welcome to the Living Your Calling podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Hagen, and my mission is to help you step into whatever you're truly called to do. I'm a Midwest wife and mom, and I built my business and dreams between the moments of motherhood. I believe that you can create your dreams around whatever season of life you're in. I'm obsessed with creating connections, out-of-the-box ideas, and cheering people on in whatever goal they're chasing. This is a place where you can come to feel like you're joining your best friends for coffee, for real talk of what's happening in life and business. Whether you're working on personal development or business, friend, I got you. Each week, you will find an episode that educates, inspires, and helps you take action to step into your calling and live your best life. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for. Are you ready? Here we go. Lily, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you, Michelle? I am great. I am so excited for our topic today that we are going to chat on kind of sitting in the waiting and what does it mean to be waiting for whatever God is calling you to do. Um, But first, before we jump into that, I would love for you to give the listeners a little background about you and what you do. Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for having me on here. Um, I love what you're doing and just you know, speaking to the heart of women and mothers as they're going through their journey. So thank you for having me. Um, who I am, I am a self-proclaimed daddy's girl, um, <laughs> but my father passed away when I was uh, 19, but even till today, a lot of what keeps me going and a lot of my mannerisms and who I am um, was uh, formed by my dad. So um, shout out to all the dads, especially those that invest in their daughters. Um, I am a creative at heart. I love to just find new ways of doing things. I can hardly sit still, which we can get into later, the issues that that can bring about. Um, I am a wife. I'm married to a minister. I've been married for almost 12 years now. I have three kids, uh, eight four and a two-year-old. I love being a mother. It's challenging at times. And yeah, like I just love life. I love helping. Everything about loving you brand and for better is centered around helping um, ladies, but also the body of Christ just find fulfillment in the way that Christ wants us to live. Oh, yes. And I love your kids. Like they're such, and I'm like, oh boy, that's like, you've got the quite the range 
of like the toddlerhood still, but then having the older, my oldest is six. So I'm coming into that whole of like, I know everything stage. And like, <laughs> I was like, no one said that this part was harder than like the toddlers. Cause at least like that part was exhausting and tiring, but like the mental, like. Mental, oh my goodness. You said the right word. The mental exhaustion of, you know, that seven, eight year old questioning everything. So mommy has to Google everything. (laughs) Yes, that's what, and then he'll be like, well, if you don't know, why don't you just look it up on your phone? And I'm like, okay, I will. Why don't you ask Siri why that dinosaur is that way? Cause I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I would love for you to touch on a little bit of what does it look like for you in entrepreneurship and motherhood? Because that's something that I always love to touch on because it's so different for everyone and kind of how they're running their business and building their brands, but still being a mom. And some moms, you know, some kids go to daycare, some kids um, are hybrid and they stay home. What does that look like for you currently in this season? Um, I am blessed in that I have a job that gives me the flexibility to work from home um, as an administrator. So I do a lot of my uh, work online. If I need to commute to the office, it's probably, you know, a few days a week. And even that I can schedule accordingly. Um, I have a very supportive family. My husband is just amazing at like, you know, um, sort of fixing our schedule in order for me to make a run here and there. Um, my two oldest are in school now, the four-year-old and the and the eight-year-old. They're in school, so I'm home with the toddler. So, like, it, it varies from day to day what I get to do with the kids or with my my two-year-old, which is Declan. I get a lot of my work done during nap time. <laughs> that hour and a half, two hours, by God's grace, is really where you know pots and pans are flying metaphorically to get things done. Send out this email. Um, either that or it's once they're in bed at 8.30, then a lot of the work gets done there. Um, as far as starting a business and being an entrepreneur, I am a creative at heart. And like everybody else, or like a lot of entrepreneurs, you're Googling as you go, right? Trying to figure mm-hmm. things out or um, reaching out to your network and saying, hey, this is what I want to do. Does this make sense? How would you... Um, sort sort of advise me. So that's what it looks like and leaning heavily on God. Um, And we can talk about what that looks like a little later on, but yeah, that's what it looks like. Every day is different. I have in my heart what I know I'm supposed to do and God wants me to do. And each day just take a little step towards that. And yeah, Yeah. (laughs) formula for me, maybe there are others that have it down packed but I don't, but I trust that if um, obedient, it'll work out. Yeah. Well, I will tell you of everyone that I've interviewed, not a single person has a formula, nor is it down pat. And part of the reason I asked this question is just to show women, like we are all in the same boat together and like we're all rowing up the same stream in the exact same way, pretty much. Okay. So I would love for us to kind of dive in and talk about 
what it looks like to be in a waiting season. And I would love for you to kind of just start with telling us your story of what that looked like for you and your family and for you and your entrepreneur dreams and all your creativeness as you found yourself waiting. Sure. It's it's a long and interesting one, but I'll try and condense it for the sake of our list of your listeners. So I got married when I was 24 to a minister um, that is the first son of a founder. You know, we're blessed to be part of a denomination called All Nations. And at the moment, I think there are about 100 branches around the world. So right before I got married, I actually released an album, a Christian gospel album. And so getting married, there was a lot of the talk, oh, you know, the, the rapper is getting married to the preacher and, you know, all these expectations and world domination. <laughs> so shortly after that, um, after we got married, he was pastoring a youth and a young adult church at that time. And so getting married, uh, we both sort of implicitly knew that I would help and support in ministry and still um, pursue some of the creative endeavors that I have. So getting married, we did the ministry thing, the, um, helping with the youth and young adults, or I did the ministry thing and helping. That That's his vocation. Um, but then we got transferred to Dallas. And when we got transferred, that was great. Um, dove right into ministry. I loved it. But it wasn't, um, I wasn't doing the creative part. Right. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't necessarily anything negative on either end, like him saying, don't do it or me not wanting to for any particular reason. So I got a job uh, working in the corporate world and went through that, still supporting the ministry. But there was always still just that there's something more that you should be doing. You know, I'm sure you felt that before, Mm -hmm. like there's something more. And um, in the course of having a conversation with, one of the young ladies that I uh, mentored back in Toronto before we moved, we had a conversation about relationships and that's when the idea for the book was birthed. That was like going back 10 years ago now, right? The book just came out last year, 2020. It was 10 years ago. And uh, sorry, no, we moved it. We moved 10 years ago, but the idea came maybe seven years ago. So about a year before we left Dallas. But anywho, after that, we were transferred again to Norway. So now we're in Norway for another four years. And at this point, I'm like, you know what? Let me put this book on the shelf. I don't feel like doing anything. The motivation is not there. Let me focus on my young son, who at this time is three, and I'm pregnant with my daughter, right? And of course, there's ministry. So let's put everything on hold. God, I don't know what you're doing, but clearly this is not the time. So let me wait for you to put everything in place. So I focused, you know, now I'm a stay-at-home mom, taking care of the kids, helping with ministry, um, and enjoying helping with ministry in this season, enjoying connecting with the ladies one-on-one, having heart-to-heart honey events. So I wasn't necessarily just idle sitting down because that's very hard for me to do. I'll be very honest. (laughs) It is so hard for me. Um, but as far as what I um, felt in my spirit I was supposed to be doing, as far as a calling, I was not doing that. And a lot of the time there was guilt. Oh my goodness, Michelle, there was so much guilt. 
right? Because uh, I felt like this is what God wants me to do. And am I making excuses? Am I being fearful? What is it? Because there are other women, there are other people that have way more on their plates and they still are doing more and, and pursuing their dreams and doing what God has laid on their heart. So that's where the guilt came from. Um, so now this is 2019 and we're coming back to Toronto after the four year um, period of being in Oslo, Norway. And my mind this entire time is hit the ground running. As soon as you get to Toronto, put the book uh, publication in motion, um, start for better, which is a Christian docu-series. I go into the homes of um, Christian families and talk about different topics. Season one was just based on marriage and how they met and the challenges, trials, triumphs of that. And season two, which I'm currently shooting, is about parenting, Christian parenting. So my mindset was going back to Toronto. This is it. I'm finally going to start flying, just soaring high. And Toronto is where I grew up. Um, my sisters live here, lots of friends and family and all that. My in-laws are here. So it, it all made sense. It made sense. It looked great on paper, Michelle. So coming back, like I said, you know, I just hit the ground running, got the uh, my book published. I self-published, went through all the different um, channels, all the Googling that needs to be done, um, started recording the docu-series, interviewing couples and um Everything was just, it was, everything was falling in line. It was challenging, like everything in life is, but things were happening. I was gaining traction, got the white website up and running. I'm on social media all the time, posting constantly, consistently. You know, there's a buzz going on. I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling energized. I have friends and family to watch the kids and I'm doing all these things. And... Late 20, 2020 is when now everything is supposed to be released. Um, first, the docuseries, and then uh, about a month and a half after that, the book, right? So timed it perfectly to build that momentum. And the docuseries comes out, and it's wonderful. People are enjoying it. I'm getting great feedback. I'm so happy that the purpose in which it was created, which is to help provide insight, um, and for couples to see others walking through their uh, journey, honestly. And then another element that we have with For Better is that we have Christian counselors that sort of give feedback on what the viewer is watching. So the feedback from viewers was great. And now it's time for the book to come out. And I'm getting nervous. I'm like, you already have this timed out. Release the book. But there was like a an uneasiness. I'm being so transparent with you, Michelle. An uneasiness about the book coming out. I'm like, God, where's this coming from? So I was talking to two of my closest friends. I'm like, I'm so nervous. And they're like, just publish it. Go ahead. You know, release the book. So I released the book and the, the reception was great. The advice in there, you know, is good. It's fine from, you know, from the feedback I heard and all that. But still, there was just something. And I remember God telling me, you did the book, you did for better, good for you, it's great, but how do you feel? When I tell you I had this sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach, I was like, I got the applause of man, mm. but I'm not getting it from my father right now. And it wasn't a, you know, 
a condemnation kind of thing. It was, I told you to wait Mm -hmm. and you were so eager to go. And in the natural, everything lined up perfectly. You had help, you know, everything was going well. It looked great. The results are still good, but it wasn't the time yet. Wow. Like that is amazing. And as you're like talking and I was, you know, thinking of how you were saying that there's so many things that we think that we need to do, or like, we know that we're called to do, like, you knew you were called to write a book and there's, you know, and I have things that I'm like, I know I'm called to do these things, but it's like, I can't see the clear path. And it's like, so when you get, give me the clear path. I mean, like, let's go, like, I'm ready for this God. So where's the clear path and why can't I have it? And why can't I see it? But I love like how you touched on that part, because I think that's the hardest part for so many of us is like sitting and knowing and being able to see like what you're being called to, but not knowing the path and when is the right time. And, um, and then having the book at the same, you know, like, and having that feeling, which is interesting because did you feel like it was God telling you not to release the book or were you not quite sure of like, is it just this feeling and I don't really know? Or was it like, were you like, nah, listen, we're going to release this. Right. So for four better, a hundred percent, that one, there was complete peace about it and there's still peace about it. Um, it's out there. But for the book at, at that time, I didn't, I didn't know what it was. In all honesty, I did not know what it was. But I just felt like, why am I, I was asking myself, why am I so nervous? Why is, is uh, the release in my, within my spirit not being met with the same peace that releasing for better was met with, right? Um, it was afterwards, after I released it and, you know, continued in prayer and all this, that I, I knew, I knew that even though this is blessing people and, you know, God can use anything, and we see it so much in scripture. He can use anything to um, bless somebody or speak to them. But for me, um, in in my personal relationship with him, he was just like, you did this in the flesh. Mm. And that was so hard to hear. It was so hard to hear. Um, yeah. So I, I'm saying that to say, for a lot of us, there are things that, with, without a doubt, it is God. God has put his stamp of approval on it and he wants us to do it, but it might not be the right time. Mm. So what is your advice for the women that maybe they're listening to this and they're in a season of waiting? You know, there's so many different reasons of why we're in different seasons of waiting, but what is your best advice when you're deep in that season of waiting? Because you know, you've been in it, I've been in it before. And it's so hard to sit in there and just to be like, okay, I'm trusting you that you're making me wait, even though I'm ready for a reason. But what is your advice to someone in that season? What I would say is be intentional about waiting. So there, there, there's the waiting, like when I was in Norway, I was waiting in that there was no activity, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a waiting as in, in, in the sense that, God, this is what I believe I'm supposed to do. I haven't heard anything. So let me press in. Let me go through the scriptures. Maybe if I'm not hearing you in my spirit right now, your word doesn't lie. It doesn't change. So let me go through that and really just devote um, good time, you know, two weeks, a month, something to really just hear 
concerning this one specific thing. So I was waiting, I'm doing air quotes for those listening, I was waiting in Norway to release this book, but I wasn't waiting on God. I was waiting chronologically, but I was not um, waiting in uh, Kairos time, right? Mm-hmm. That there's um, Kronos and Kairos. So uh, mm-hmm. Kronos being chronologically, time was passing, but it wasn't the appointed time. Right. So now the book is out. It's great. You can, you know, read it. But then what God has told me, and the thing is, I got so down. I'm like, I put in all this work, all this time, all this money. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and the of God is like, if I gave you the ability to do it once before, it can happen again. But this time, trust me and do it the way I want you to. Right. Because we know the, the Bible tells us that the gifts of God are without repentance. So he's not going to take away that ability. What he wants is to be the reason and, and for it to be led by him. Mm, that's so good. And even thinking of of how you said, like, it's not like God's going to take it away. Like it was still good. And what you created was good. But as you were talking, it almost makes me think like, but did God maybe let you release it because he needed you to be like, oh, wait, did I do this for the wrong reasons? And the next time I have to, like, really be thinking about this. You know what, Michelle? That could possibly definitely be um, a reason he did that so that I, I can see the difference. I think that's good. It's really just hitting me what you said, because now I will know the difference <laughs> clearly when um, it's God. So that piece, I really have learned what it feels like. Right, because I know distinctly the difference between when I released for better and when I released the book, and now and 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 the book took me longer. It took more financial investment. It took more of my ne- like so much more, but it did not give me the peace that the other one that took less effort. Mm, I love that, and it's and it's interesting as you kind of say that of the less effort because. When I do my sales strategy coaching with women in their business, and a lot of times women have gotten themselves into a business that was making money and they think that they love it, but what really comes easy to them is not what they're doing. And I'm like, well, why are you not doing this other piece that comes easy? Because wouldn't it be that God was calling you to the easier path? Sometimes God makes us climb up like the mountain without a trail and you have to like forge your own path through it. But that's an interesting thought of, of I always tell people, I'm like, but if the easy path, like, what if God's asking you to take the easy path or this one's, you know, going to be better? So that's a great thought. It's the, and I am just persuaded now that it's a, it's that piece for, to me, for me, um, it was so tangible and it's so distinct. Like there's no denying it. I wrote it in my journal. Even if I did not write it, like I there's no way I can miss that now going forward. Mm, yeah. <laughs> There's no way I can miss it now. And it's just so amazing that God can be doing two different things at the same time. Um, I had a book club invite me on a Zoom called the other day. And they were just discussing the book and how it blessed them and enriched them and you know how it's touched so many parts of their lives. And I'm sitting here like, huh. I'm so glad for you because God is dealing with me with the same book. And it was, it, it was such an eye and a heart opener to hear them talk in this way. And I was just sitting there like, 
Huh. And then in a way it reminded me, um, and I don't want to say this in a prideful or arrogant way, but when Paul said that it was good for me to suffer in this way, if um, by some chance fruits accrue to your account or you benefit from this. So in just listening to it, I was like, okay, God, I hear you. I hear you. You can still use it. You're still God. Um, so I'm not going to beat myself up in that way, but I am going to receive the lesson that you're teaching me. I love that thought of receiving the lesson that you're teaching me because I think sometimes that's what we forget that like we get that, that things maybe didn't go the way that we thought that they were supposed to go or to be planned. Um, but to really be looking at like, okay, in this situation that I'm in, what was the lesson and am I learning it? Because until we learn it, we like it will keep happening over and over, just like the st- like a stoplight. I always tell my husband, I was like, "God's testing your patience," and clearly, you have not learned. Listen, <laughs> you know where I'm sitting right now. I'm looking at my stickies. I have some on the wall: love, peace, and self control slash patience. That's it for me because you know I think in the top of this uh, podcast I said that I'm a go 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 go, right? And mm-hmm. I and I'm learning that. The gift of high energy is from God, but impatience is not, Mm. right? I always have to do something. And if it's God that wants me to do it, then it's a marvelous thing. But if it's not, then I'm just being a busybody. And this time with the book was a very expensive business. (laughs) But then again, others are benefiting from it. But it was, let me say this, it was an expensive lesson for me to learn. We are so excited to be introducing to you the Living Your Calling Retreats. These retreats are going to be for women to reconnect to themselves and to join in community with like-minded women. We are going to take you from places from the Midwest to the beach to the mountains. And this is going to be a time for you to disconnect and have time away and to focus on yourself and to take a break from whatever it is you need. These retreats are going to be like nothing you have experienced before, and we are creating them with you in mind. If you would love to know more about the Living Your Calling retreats, you can head to the link in the show notes to join the waitlist so that you can be the first to know when we are going to be connecting together. We are so excited to create this for our community, and we cannot wait to meet you and to join a community at the Living Your Calling retreat. So what is your advice when, as you're talking about like these different things in that you were in that season of busy and just go, 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 what is your advice for women who are thinking to themselves, like, I don't really know what I'm being called to do. I know that it's something more, you know, a lot of times I'm assuming for you, it was made maybe similar to me. Like I knew that I was called for more than corporate and I was called for more than motherhood but I didn't know like what it was for a while. And then I heard God say speaking, but what is your advice for women in that season who are like, I don't know what I'm being called to, or how do I figure that out? I would say the Holy spirit is the only one that can advise you. So I'm being, I'm being more careful in this season, Michelle, um, because again, using myself as an example, I thought I knew exactly what it was. And in my busyness, Maybe if I had slowed down, I would have heard 
the Holy Spirit more clearly. So for for um, women that are not sure, I'm a mother. And right now, what God is really pointing me towards is even, you know, I can release 30 books, 40 books. But the the legacy of what I pour into my children is going to speak far louder and far greater. Right. And God forbid I don't take the time to invest and pour into them what he wants. My sister puts it this way. My sister's like, L, she calls me L. She's like, L, I think we're just glorified babysitters for God. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, no, because the kids are his. We're all his. God doesn't have grandchildren. We all belong to him. And as parents, he's saying, okay, babysit my child until they're old enough to hear from me, to speak to them directly. Right. So I say that to say, um, if you are a mother, especially with young kids and you're so you're not sure. You won't lose in pouring all the attention and focus on your kids right now and trust that God can even use them to speak to you and to confirm and to sharpen some of the things that he wants you to do. Um my, my eight-year-old is currently reading Priscilla Schreier's um, books, her, her fiction books. She has a series of books for, um, for kids, I think from age 12 or so. And one thing that she says, like, my um, skills as an author and this series was born out of the time I took away to be with my kids because I wanted to give them something that was wholesome and still fantastic and enjoyable. And it was in that season that a lot of the ideas came, that the honing of that skill came of the, you know, the patience and everything that it requires. So I'm saying that to say, if you are a mom with young kids and you feel like the world, you're missing out on everything and the world is passing you by. And I'm, I'm saying this because I'm learning it. <laughs> I am not preaching. I'm preaching to myself. I'm learning it. Um, the time and everything that you're giving to your kids, it's not going to be in vain. In actuality, God is probably also using that to prepare you for when it's time for you to launch into the business, launch into the venture that he's placed in your heart. So don't rush. That is so, like, and such good advice. And, and to let women, you know, and I think like there's somebody that needed to hear that. You know, whether it was just me and you needed to hear that, but even I think like there's a listener who needed that permission to be like, I'm just gonna sit in what God has given me right now and pour into my kids. Because, like you said, there's so many things that my kids have said to me, and I'm like, oh, okay, I hear you. Like, it's God. Like, there's no way the things that they have said, yes, in like, Tons of illnesses and things like that of like, oh, um, God's healed her. And I was like, what? Like, what? And like, like, stop, you know, like just in the car. And I was like, what you talking about? Wait, did, are we sure? So like, you know, but it's amazing things and, and teaching their faith and like that they, they don't question and how good it is to like root that into them when they're little. Absolutely. Oh, this has been such a great conversation. And thank you so much for opening up and sharing your story with the listeners. I just know that you coming on the podcast, there's somebody that is going to listen to this and that they needed to hear your story. I always love to end the podcast by asking if you could go back to one time in your life 
and give yourself advice that you, that you know right now, what would that advice be? It would have to be when I first came to Christ and it seemed like every single thing he told me or I read from the Bible, I took it face value 100% and ran with it. And somewhere along the way, I got busy. I got too grown for my own self (laughs) and figured I know, not that I walked away from God, but it's like I, I went on autopilot. I was on autopilot. So what I would say to that 24-year-old me is don't look at what you think you're missing out on. Um, Because if you don't learn, like you said, Michelle, if you don't learn the lesson that you're supposed to learn, you will repeat them over and over and over again. Just trust God. Trust him. Remember the time when you trusted him the most? Go back to that little girl. Go back to um, the faith that she had to just believe it (laughs) like a child. That is so good. And I can relate to that, too. And I think we all have had that, you know, as Christians. And there's, you know, times where God had to let us wander so that we could come back and and remember, okay, this is where my home should be. Well, thank you so much for this conversation today. If people want to reach out to you after the podcast, where can they find you at? I am Lily B. Doncor, L-I-L-Y, letter B, D-O-N-K-O-R. The website is love, N-U, so L-O-V-E, letter N-Y-O-U, dot org, lovingyou, dot org. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Living Your Calling podcast. If you love this episode, will you share it with a friend or leave a review? Make sure that you subscribe or follow so that you don't miss a single episode. I love hearing from listeners and connecting. You can find us over on Instagram at the Living Your Calling podcast or at Michelle Ann Hagen. Join us inside of our private Facebook community called the Living Your Calling Podcast Community. It's free, so why don't you join us inside? You can join by clicking the link in our Instagram bios or checking out the show notes. Join us and we will dive in deeper and I can't wait to connect with you. If you needed someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams, friend, this is it. I promise that you are worthy of whatever is on your heart and whatever calling you are wanting to chase. I am proud of you and I'm here for you. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for.